coming to you live from Auction Week. It is Nota Bene. What's up, Nate We Freeman? are here in Eden Square. You know who I ran into on the way here? I don't know. Who did you Stanley run into? Stanley Whitney. Living oh, fucking legend, yeah, Stanley he, Whitney. He must be feeling pretty good about himself these I, days. Yeah, he looked fantastic as always. We didn't like him build because he seemed like he was like in a rush somewhere. But he was, yeah, just like walking down 4th Avenue. Looking fantastic. I take that as a very good omen for the week ahead. And what a week we have. We do. Jesus I mean, we're kind of halfway through because we had some auctions that started last week. I know, uh, but the big kahuna is tonight, dude. This is yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The Macalos, Linda, and Harry's uh, equitable distribution of property will go down live. I'll be there on the scene. And we discuss this in detail with our guest today, Locke Kressler. So we don't really need to get in the weeds yet. Because you'll hear it. Yeah, today. yeah, and he's a lot smarter than us about any of the shit. Way so, smarter. Yeah, thank, just, thank just stay God. for luck. Yeah. We'll, you know, it was nice to have him in person in in the, in the office in Curatorial mm-hmm. Services HQ. Nota Bene mm-hmm. HQ. So what's going on? Last time I saw you, we were going through an office building in Dallas, Texas, looking at some art. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it's going to be all different than the, the, when you see it next. You then Great. had it, you stayed on in Dallas uh, for I stayed on I, another I, two days. I stayed on for another two days. Did a little talk at the Nasher. Went great. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, what was really nice was our flight got delayed, and I was like, fuck it, let's go to the warehouse. So uh, my wife, Lucy, and I went to the Rachowski's, you know, uh, other space where they keep, uh, you know, they do collection shows, and it was a hell of a show. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was about trauma, as I recall. Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. it a couple times now. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it is just incredible work in that, in that oh, exhibition. Oh, my God, and it's not mind-blowing. Just, most of it is from the Rachowski collection, but they also pulled in some pieces from Marguerite, from, from Marguerite Hoffman mm-hmm. and some other Dallas, uh, Dallas-based collections. Right. There was, you know, there were some Richters uh, that, that just blew me away from some rare uh, series of his, like his series where he was um, mm-hmm. doing the, the uh, cities from a bird's eye view that I hadn't seen in so long. It just blew me away. Of course, the Annika Yee that was in Venice was there. You know, yeah, I think it's even better installed uh, in Dallas. I it looks so say. good. Oh yeah. my God. It's beautiful, beautiful. I'm artwork. obviously quite partial to that. Yeah, work. I know, I know, I know. Um, and yeah, so I mean, just that blew me away. And so I'm glad I got to see that. I was ready to leave Dallas, of course, you know. Yeah, you were there for a while, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was fun. I had some, you know, some good meals, saw some friends, made it to uh, the Grapevine and the Double Wide. I, I, saw, I saw some bars. social media posts from there, some great yeah. dive bars. You know, we had a really good dinner at the Tango Room. Oh, yeah. I actually I think went that to- happened after our pod. We mentioned it uh, before we went. I thought mm-hmm. it was incredible, incredible I know. food. I went twice, but both times I had dinners afterwards, so I couldn't have a full meal. But the snacks I had and the cocktails well, I had were poor, awesome. Poor choices were made on your part, I, I would know. say, there. Uh, next year, I will go for a full meal. I did get the duck fried rice that you recommended. Oh, it was incredible. Great. incredible. The Peking, so the Peking duck there, super untraditional. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even call it a Peking duck. I would call it a roast duck. Uh, it was absolutely incredible. I know we talk about restaurants on this pod a lot, but I think both of us are that's really what the, That's what right people now. care about, man. Yeah, I'm really fucking hungry. starving. Well, so, there's, a sandwich, there's a sandwich place that opened up around the corner from here. Here. It's like a pop up in some other, in like a comedy oh, club called Joey Rose's, and they have this. Uh, comedy it's club's called, not it's cool. called the Dad. Yeah, comedy clubs definitely not cool. Not but cool. sandwiches are cool. Sandwiches very cool. This sandwich called the Dad. I am a dad, and it appeals mm-hmm. to me. It includes mortadella, Genoa, capi, provolone, Asiago, and uh, some that fucking is vegetables. an Italian fucking sub, oh, dude. It's a and belly it bomb, great. and uh, yeah, my fat ass is gonna go get into it. Amazing. Well, what else should we get into? I was in Greenwich yesterday. You want to talk about Greenwich? I can talk. Well, Greenwich. I, I can't talk about it because I wasn't there for the first time in my 
my life, a PR agent, a, a, you know, one of these flax, uh, reached out to me over the Instagram. I was like, hey, am I going to see you on Sunday at our event? And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I, I wasn't invited, but I'd be happy to come. You know, I'm a big fan of Peter and Greenwich in general and, and David Sally to a degree. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went back, yeah, you can't come. You're not invited. I was like, dude, you're the one that brought it up, man. What is going on? Get your head out your ass. But, you know, P- PR people are interchangeable. They're, they're not usually the brightest, but oftentimes quite good looking. Well, I'm not going to comment on any PR people who I work with and enjoy working with, uh, but I will say that it was... I'm just saying, my my third eye is pretty straight, and I'm pretty open to the energy of the universe, but maybe others aren't. I just want to point out that it was a smaller affair than ever before. In fact, uh, I think it was uh, just a small fraction of of the number of people who usually were there were there. Well, it was just past hors d'oeuvres this time, yeah? Just past hors d'oeuvres. You know, COVID, everyone has to be a little bit more careful. Exactly. So it was a a shortened uh, uh, event and also uh, way, way smaller than usual. Um, but still nice to see the new David Sally's. I think that, you know, it's a great show. Definitely worth checking out. Sally's first uh, large-scale survey in, uh, I think, two decades in New York. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know couldn't find a museum, but the Brandt Foundation was willing to do it. <laughs> I mean, and I think that space is beautiful. And, you know, it's it always this nice. This space is absolutely gorgeous. Always I'm, nice to see that. I'm just salty because I always enjoy going out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we'll make it back someday. And I know you and Peter are very close. Uh, <laughs> Evidently, you had a very nice report on on him and on the foundation in your Vanity Fair. I did. I, I wrote a little thing just because you know the people need to know about about the Brand Foundation. Well, and, and this, what is, this, what is this, better this content tradition. for the Vanity Fair audience mm-hmm. than a report on Peter Brandt and his foundation? Yeah, and it was a nice it was a nice crowd. I mean, you know, uh, Owen Wilson, a longtime friend of Peter, showed up. Mm-hmm. Always nice to see. Mm-hmm. Was t- was Tony Shafrazi there? Who's I, often no Shafrazi. Oh, I know Shafrazi and he's Owen. Okay. Are t- I know he hasn't his been social the media has been his social media has gone a little quiet. Too. I'm hoping to see him at the sales this week. I'm not sure where he is. I I mean he's probably just chilling in the Mercer like usual. But yeah, yeah. Um, Tony, if you're listening, check in with us. Check okay? in. We love you, Tony. And uh, Jeff Coons was there. Linked built with Coons, which was nice. What a gu- what a nice guy. You know? He is a, he is a nice man. Very very nice, he's a nice man. man. Uh, someone shared with me uh, 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 the other day. An amazingly downloaded bootleg of, I believe it was a, a Dutch or Danish TV report on him and uh, Chica, 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 what was her name? The, Ch- La Chicholina. The Chicholina, a, a documentary piece on them when they were making some work together from uh, Dutch TV, and it was incredible. Okay, you got to send that to me. Yeah, I gotta th- there's that. a lot of dong, I have to say. <laughs> you really got to see all of Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, if you've seen Made in Heaven, you've seen all of Jeff. Yeah, but this is like, you know, just kind of dangling there as he's, as he's talking <laughs> journalist it's really pretty special okay yeah i gotta watch that yeah yeah i meant to share that with you already i'm glad it came up here yeah so yeah that it was a nice little day you know uh like i said it was a little bit shorter than usual so afterward some friends and i checked out the local bar scene in greenwich got a drink i bet you did 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 you drive out or you take the train i took the train love the train love the train I'm never taking the train out there. I know it's possible. It's great. Um, it's super easy. Um, yeah, but what else am I looking forward to this week? There's a lot going on, obviously, with auctions. But what else is there? I mean, other- there's, there's some great shows up. Did you go mm-hmm. and uh, uh, did you go see uh, Larry's uh, massive show? Of I really- have not yet because I got in late on Saturday and missed the opening, alas. Uh, but I will be there tomorrow when it reopens for sure. I cannot wait to see these Martins. I yeah, know. yeah. Um, they been- look pretty special. I haven't seen it myself yet. I was hoping to go tomorrow, but what's we'll I, cool is that you know it. if you follow his lovely wife Helen on Instagram, you've seen these being made over the past few years. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah, you really have. She, she, really, she has a real insight into uh, into mm-hmm. the, into his practice as well as her. They own. also travel quite a lot. 
<laughs> it's well, pretty you amazing. You know what? Of, of all the artists, they have some of the nicest real estate around the world. The most Let, tasteful yoga. All right, let's go. Th- let's go through it. So there's uh, Marrakesh, Marrakesh, Saint Hedra, Martin, Hedra, Nevis, Ups- uh, Nevis. Excuse yeah. me, Nevis, Tivoli, uh, uh, Marrakesh. Uh, what was it? Wait, uh, Hedra, and then um, and then New York City. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So is that it Th- that we know of? And yeah, I, that think, we know I think of. they own a significant amount of property in New York City, scattered throughout downtown. That's right. Yeah. As I, I recall, I believe that. the uh, the building that the Gallery of Rivington Arms used to be housed in mm-hmm. was owned by the, yep. the Martin family. I think mm-hmm. I, can, I can't no, I, say that. For I think sure. that that's true. I think they also have uh, some property in the West Village on like one of those uh, small alleyways. I can't remember which one, but you know, like, like one of those historic Greenwich yeah, Village yeah, alleyways. Of I think they have property there. I, I did a deep dive in this once. I can't remember. Um, but uh, I went by Hotel T- Tivoli uh, about a week and a half ago. Um, beautiful place. You know, I, I've been meaning to go by for dinner. Oh, and w- I've actually stayed there. It's a beautiful hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what else have you been up to? I know you've been, I'm sure, out every single night, Nate, because you can't stay home. What did you do last night? Uh, last night, uh, I just got dinner with some friends. After well, the, yeah, but you went out. Where'd you go out to dinner? <laughs> I went to it was Wonton. Oh, yeah. without it, didn't even know. Now, let me check mm-hmm. through my text messages. Was there an invite for me? No, I guess I, not. I didn't plan this dinner, so I was just an attendee. Uh, but, you know, got the entire menu was fabulous. You know what was actually kind of a winner was the chicken. We got a whole roast chicken. Oh, I haven't had yeah, that. Very, you know, I haven't been to Woo's in a minute, and mm-hmm. I would like to go back maybe right now. It came uh, head on, beak on. We did not eat the, the, the head, but it was nice to have it there. You know, just oh, come on, man. With the feet on, too? Uh-huh, yeah. Full, uh, full, yeah. It was great. Uh, I love that Real place. shit. Real did, shit. Did you, did you bring some wine from Peoples, or where'd you go and get your, your uh, libations? Um, some other attendees brought some wine. I'm not sure where they purchased it. Peoples would have been the best choice. There's also that wine store on Henry Street that I like, and I can't remember the name now. Oh, I don't know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, any, any any other good meals? Any, any, any other parties that you've been at? I've been... You know, I've been asleep by like nine thirty every night for the I, past I month. The I'm, I'm depending on you to keep the to keep the pulse of the nightlife uh, mainstream. You know, you know, I I try to, but I you know I've been traveling so much. I'm upstate sometimes, and you know, last night there was the Swiss Institute party, but you know what? I was at the Brand Foundation all day. I can't do a double header. You, like you, that. Didn't, you didn't go to the Swiss Institute? No, I didn't go. I, I, I can't. It looks kind of over the top. Yeah, I mean, I went two years ago, and it's at that beautiful old um, synagogue on. Uh, Suffolk Street. The yeah, Angel, Angel Orleans. 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 Yeah, yeah and it, I mean, I'm sure it was a blast. I had tons of people texting me trying to get me to go. I, mean, and I was t- just like t- over t- it. I mean, I know I'm old and grumpy, but really, a fucking event on a Sunday night. Uh, that's fucking that's succession, the way they, Succession's on, bro. And I'm not really a TV guy, but you know, I want to camp I, out I, with I some st- takeout. I stayed up late watching Succession, uh, of course. Uh, it was especially fun this week because there was a really. Did you watch it? Of course. There's a really fun Vanity Fair reference in there. Oh, I totally missed that. I'm yeah. so sorry. It um, was great. Like, yeah, like uh, our slacks today were, were really buzzing with it. You should rewatch it. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll definitely rewatch it just, just to find that, that. It was a really good episode. And I think this season's been kind of slow. Yeah, no one's um, dialing into us to listen to our fucking succession wrap-up. Yeah, good point, good point. Okay. Um, what, but what else is going on? This week, I'm really excited for the Cynthia Talbot what? show of 56 Henry. Yes, yeah, I, I think, you know, blind item, uh, what mm. uh, downtown gallerist has spread COVID throughout the land? Because I hear that there's been a Let's serious not COVID outbreak. Shame. I, it's no, not we, shame, but I think there's been a serious outbreak. Down. I'm just saying, everyone go get tested. I got tested this weekend. Get, Yes, yes, ever get tested. I don't want to shame anyone. I don't want to name any names here. It's no one's fault. But yes, it is going around. So get tested. No, definitely no shame. Just yeah, be, no be, shame. Up front, be up front about it. Um, um, yeah, just... You know, COVID's over, but still get yourself tested. Yeah, just get tested. <laughs> also, get your boosters. If you haven't got a booster yet. Come on, people. Get with yeah, it. Yeah, it's not as easy to like book it and the it whole is. thing. It uh, is. Uh, 
Everyone is saying that anyone above the age of 16 can get a booster. Anyone in New York can get one. Get one. Just go get a booster. Don't think about it. Public service announcement coming to you live. Yeah, sorry to get real serious on this completely not serious podcast, but come on, just get a booster. No, it's because easy. we want to, we want you know, listen, I know people are ready to party in Miami. It's seen, mm-hmm. it's like around the corner. Like I'm the previews are already hitting my inbox. I know it's auction week. Yeah. But and like, uh, you it know, takes it's, two weeks for the booster to fully. Yeah, you know, so if you're planning in. to get down there and to be out at Max Club Deuce until, mm-hmm. you know, three, four o'clock in the morning, chain smoking I inside. I, I don't think you I should go get the booster into the deuce this year. <laughs> I mean, like, unless they're checking for boosters at the door, which I know they won't be. <laughs> I'm not hey, Nate, go in Nate there. if you've ever been a Max Club Deuce and left as the sun was shining, you don't need to worry about COVID <laughs> or what's in the vaccine, bro. <laughs> good point. Yeah, whatever the fuck I got then. Didn't go get, kill go me. get yourself a sandwich from Los Angeles that will cure all ills. <laughs> With that, stay tuned. We got Lock Kressler uh, talking about everything that's coming up in the auctions the rest of this week, right, right after now. this. Welcome back. To note Bene. Here we are with our illustrious guest, Locke Kressler. Hi. Welcome back to the real friend pod. of the pod in 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 the office in freezing fucking Union Square. Last time we did this, you were just a head on a screen. Yeah, so a it's floating much better head. not doing it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I feel very honored because other than Mills, I think I'm the only other person who's yeah. done it twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Mills is like, well, oh, Andrea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I mean, but you know, really, uh, the Diane of, of female uh, misbehavior herself, Alyssa Bennett. Alyssa, Alyssa Bennett. Oh, Alyssa but Bennett. I think to yeah. be in, in a company with Mills and Alyssa Bennett uh, is mm-hmm. pretty, pretty special. Mm-hmm. And we are here to talk auctions. Yeah, right? we're in the middle of New York's bifurcated auction season. Two weeks this year. So fucking weird, man. It's so mm-hmm. confusing. And it's just it's such a full two weeks yeah. because you've got you know these kind of convoluted sales where it's not just the impressions of modern post-war contemporary. Plus, you've got the Cox collection that came up last week. You've got mm-hmm. Maclow coming up this evening. You know, it's it's a lot of art that's coming through, and you know, it seems like last week was a great kind of litmus test for the market, and we'll see what happens this week. But yeah, uh, let's yeah. go through last week really quick. What do you, what did you think? Well, in let's, ge- let's let's get into real quickly. You haven't been back in what you've been into the states a bunch. When was the last time you were in the city over the summer? No, actually, it's been two years since I've been back in the wow. city. Wow, welcome how's back. It, how's, how's, it, back. How's, it, how's it feel? It's very, it's it's surreal that it's been this long. And obviously, my mother lives here, my sister lives here. So um, it's, I can't believe it's taken this long to come back, but it feels good to be back in the city, back in the swing of things. And, you know, I think it was. It's great kind of how many people I feel like now that the borders have opened up for Europeans, everyone just seems to have had that desire to get over the over this, you know, over yeah. to New York. I have to say, uh, as the, the borders kind of opened up to Europeans right before the sales season started, kind of as the sales season started, yeah. it was great to see some of my favorite international criminals making little conversations <laughs> with specialists in the corner of the auction houses. And talk about nature being healed. It really felt like we were Seriously. back to normal. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been confused over the past 40 years as we kind of changed how sales are structured uh, in New York and globally in terms of when they are and kind of how the sales, you know, yeah. 20th century and 21st and, and all that kind of stuff and all these weird names sales um even more confusing this year as christie has decided for reasons that i don't quite understand but maybe you do to go a full week earlier than either of the two houses do you have any insight into why that happened yeah there was a lot of i think discussion internal and i think the what they wanted to do was get ahead of Maclow. Uh, i think that was a big you know aspect for them was trying to kind of 
gobble up any of the buyers that were there and not have to kind of come after that sort of windfall that they were expecting from from the sales week. I think it was a smart play in many ways. I was I was not happy about it at first, but if you look at the results in particular for the Cox collection and that um, kind of 20th century evening sale, I mean, it was incredible. It was a absolute marathon. I had just flown in that day, not expecting to have to sit in a sales room for three and a half hours. I mean, I left at, you know, 1045. It was longer night. than a Terrence wow. Malick film from Chris <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and portions of it felt like one as well. It just got quiet and scripted. Um, but I, do, you don't feel as though at all, perhaps they didn't miss out on people that are keeping their hands in their pocket waiting for things to develop uh, for the following week, you know, kind of figuring out where bidding, you know, where bidding guidance would be given to them from their specialists at the houses. And like, you know what, I'm just going to hold off and see what develops. And I think there's definite, you know, uh, pros and cons to both sides of it. And I remember kind of trying to figure this out when I was working, I worked at Christie's for 10 years and trying to figure out and try and convince clients whether it was good to be coming first or good to be coming second. Um, and it's it's all a bit of a gamble, but I think ultimately it paid dividends for Christie's. You could see it really worked in their favor. And I think ultimately, if you're looking across the sales season this this year, it feels probably most evident that it's you know a public private sale. So you know, pretty much, and you have 38 works that are either 10 million dollars or above, and of those, they're all guaranteed, barring three pictures. And of those, 21 have a third-party guarantee. So, I mean, that's 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 huge. I mean, that's basically everything's already kind of covered in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can speak to the fact that the competition to buy out the house guarantees where they existed was fierce. And everything I tried to get in on, on behalf of clients that would be interested in, uh, was already gobbled up by, by other parties. It seems like offloading that risk for a lot of things was not a problem for the houses. And when, when I say it's for me, that means we're talking like seven, you know, mid seven figures tops uh, kind of level stuff. There was just, you know, if there was a guarantee and the house wanted to get rid of it, it was gone, no problem. You definitely see that. And I felt like across the board, you've found much more of an appetite and it used to just be those kind of top lots in an evening sale. And now you're finding guarantees and day sales. You're pretty much everything across the board value-wise, people are trying to figure out whether or not they can get some kind of access on third party. I mean, as as the world becomes, or the, the art world and the financial aspects of the art world become more transparent, I mean, people realize that in most cases, um, if you're trying to bid with, with rigor and, and have, a, you know, have a set game plan, not having a guarantee if you can get one is very silly. And certainly, I am always very remiss to bid against other people's third-party guarantees because I just don't like putting money in someone's pocket unless it's something we absolutely need to have. It's never going to come up. It's a very special thing, which 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 of these sales have? But still, yeah. I mean, I think there there used to always be a very much you kind of felt to turn off if it was already guaranteed. I think that's become a little bit more of the norm at this point and it there's less of that kind of resistance that you feel towards uh, i'm a picture like that and i think the reason why people are doing third parties traditionally i mean it's high stakes gambling if you're looking at it in that capacity but if you want a painting you're getting a discount as a result of doing that you know you're taking the risk on and it's smart if you want to have that picture so yeah, I mean, for those who don't fully maybe understand, just uh, the quick outline is if uh, something's guaranteed, it's, there's a set price that someone has agreed to bid up until. And generally, if they continue to bid past that set price, they've, if no one else bids, you buy it at that price plus the auction house fees. 
if you bid, if you continue to bid up past that, you get a slight rebate uh, depending on the deal terms of the spread between what you guaranteed the picture for and what you end up paying for it. Mm-hmm. And you can do sort of, you can play with the numbers a bit more if you're guarant- or if you're doing a third party on it. So you may not pay that full number, but you can have a set right. you know threshold at which you're going to pay up to. So that's why you kind of see these funky numbers post sale where they're sort of even numbers instead of having what you would traditionally have with a you know a large um uh, a large premium on top so all right so without further ado i guess we could recap some of the really special results that happened yeah, what last, happened last week? week i mean do you want to run through yeah yeah i'm just i'm gonna call out a couple of uh of of things that stood out to me i didn't kind of highlight any of the clock stuff but you know i'm focused mostly on the 20th century and 21st century so um sorry this is hard with here um, first of all, I wanted to own this Jacob Lawrence for $5 million. Oh, yeah. uh, that was great. You know, it's it's surprising to me uh, as we see resurgence of, you know, I mean, that's basically what a, you know, uh, what a picture by, um, uh, gosh, my brain is broken. Uh, you know, basically you can get it for less less money than Nicholas Party. Um, <laughs> I think one of my standouts from that wholesale was the Lee Bontecu, um coming from the Abrams collection. I mean, it's a world record price by a very, very fair margin. Um, but it was just, you know, stunning work. And it was nice to see that, you know, the, they're, they're so rare to come up, especially something in this scale. But the fact that there was such deep bidding on that, and you know, it was, it was great to see that kind of... Uh, the depth of bidding was great. I mean, the, I thought that it just looked incredible in the preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you really saw what Lee was going for. And also, you know, it seems like it was about time for her prices to kind of catch up um, and that she had been a little bit uh, overlooked by the market, Agreed. if not by our historians. Uh, love that. Um, I have to admit, I didn't love... I like the Ed Ruscha better looking at it on my computer screen than I did looking at it really? in person. I thought it looked great. It was... An, it, I really like the series, the liquid paintings. 100%. There's so few of them that aren't in museum collections, um, so it was very rare um, in that capacity. The color was, uh, I think, off-putting to some people, but, um, you know, find another one. Interesting provenance coming from the Enron guy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, And that was all that really stood out. I mean, just in the view, there's certain things that I don't know the financial markets for, but, like, this profile piece... uh, uh, Picasso the profile, which I thought was like incredible, like absolutely stunning, just piece of artwork, like art historically. Um, you know, maybe not the Picasso you want, um, but I just like died for it. I was surprised actually with Picasso in general. I mean, it seemed like, I mean, if you look at the Cox collection, it was much more sort of traditional paintings, which were eliciting all of these bids. It was the Monet's, the Van Gogh, the you know Cezanne that was really sort of pushing that the price points across the board, but also equally pictures that would have traditionally been in a day sale that were estimated at, you know, 20 to 30, 50 to 70 that were selling for, mm-hmm. or even more that were 250 that were selling for one and a half. You know, it's those kind of things that I think the, the way that they had marketed the Cox collection um, and that kind of allure of their collecting aesthetics allowed for this sort of push on pictures that would necessarily have done that had it not had that sort of mythos behind it. I I agree. And I, but I wonder, you know, we hear so much about for a lot of the buying energy from this coming from outside of traditional, you know, outside of North America and Europe, uh, you know, mostly coming out of Asia. I'm wondering if those kind of stories of collection histories appeal to those newer buyers as much as they have in the past, but clearly it worked this go around. Completely. And I think, you know, what I was what was interesting is if you looked at the sales in that took place in London, you know, a month ago, 
they felt like it was just that buzz and energy around the young wet paint mm-hmm. or Banksy. And all the traditional pictures were really kind of selling on one bid or not selling at all. And it kind of felt like this almost like death of the more traditional pictures. But once we came around here, yes, you still had that same, you know, fervor and, you know, depth of bidding and the kind of more 21st century sales. But it's, it, it was sort of um, a reaffirmation, I think, in the more traditional paintings. Yeah, the con- uh, 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 oh God, my brain is killing me today. Um, uh, Jesus Christ, we're going to have to edit that out. Um, conservationship. What am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, connoisseurship. Connoisseurship is is not dead. Yeah, it's it's still alive. Wow. I mean, that, do we have any like like what can we? How can we account for the Hillary Peshis? And well, we're, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're, we're going. So this is now we're going to get into the wet paint part of things. Which is can oh. I do one more thing? Which yeah, I found please. very interesting. Um, the marketing that they did behind the Andy Warhol, and I do have to say it, it's an Andy Warhol and not a Basquiat, but <laughs> it was just, it was amazing how the kind, the way that they were able to play the idea of this Basquiat portrait, which, you know, it's a great painting. I love the oxidation paintings, but the idea that... Piss paintings. for yeah, piss painting. Um, but the fact that, you know, it ended up making $40 million. I just, uh, you know, and you, it's, it's, it's a moment where we haven't seen these, you know, depth of aggressive bidding on Warhol recently. And not just that, but also the Muhammad Ali, you know, made a huge mm-hmm. price, $18 million. But it was, it was surprising to me that you're seeing ostensibly a Basquiat selling for the same as a Warhol portrait of Basquiat from the same year, which... Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, I, I didn't... I also love the, the Piss Painting series, um, but I didn't think that this painting was that great, other than the fact that it was a souvenir of Basquiat and of that friendship, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the marketing they did, taking it over to the um, to the Brooklyn Nets Stadium uh, over in Brooklyn and doing a bunch of kind of social media stuff, I mean, they, they did a very good job. The way it was mm-hmm. placed so centrally in the... I'm not sure if you saw the preview before you arrived, we were able to arrive for the sale, but like it was like a, you know, in that kind of chapel yeah. type room, right. just off to the left there, mm-hmm. where they often put important pictures of the season. It was over the top. It clearly worked, um, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't love the picture. I'm glad it's... Wasn't it just... I mean, the Mugrabis bought it, right? I don't know if that's been reported. Are you reporting that live here that's, on the air? That's what, what I heard. You know, obviously it was being... It was consigned by Peter Brandt. Uh, and and it was my understanding that it was purchased by the Mugabe's. Well, well, probably more efficient ways, but su- such as such as it was. Um, <laughs> Getting onto, it back onto more uh, other uh, somewhat silly results, but things that we we care about. I do want to go through the 21st century, so which had a lot of wet paint uh, in it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary Peckis, uh, uh, uh interior picture off a sixty to eighty thousand estimate, selling for almost nine hundred thousand U.S. dollars, all in bonkers shit. Really, I was in the sale room, and I, I, I think I accidentally went what like like kind of too loud when I realized that it, it had been bid up to you know a few hundred thousand right off the bat. Um, I don't understand the interest in this artist. Well, I mean, I you know I've I've acquired the work on behalf of clients. You know, I I like it. I'm glad that I paid primary prices for it. I would be uh say um but it's just so interesting i think you know people were so and this is not a unique point uh not for say people were so holed up and there was so much action on these you know 10 12 maybe 20 artists total uh that people were buying off pdfs for sales uh for 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 fairs that were just digital and sitting at home and just this 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 buildup of desire and she's one of those artists that now i think you need to buy two and gift one to a museum in order to acquire one in the primary market Mm -hmm. and people have just acquired so much more capital uh depending on what they're 
businesses over the past 18 months. Money is cheap. The money printer is going burr. And that's a rounding error to most people. You know, that's, a, that's like a Starbucks for someone that, whose net worth increased by $1.5 billion. Totally. So... Uh, is what it is. Nicholas Party, obviously friend of the pod, but I still mm-hmm. think a crazy result. Th- you know, three and a quarter million dollars. Uh, you know, this was uh, for charity, which is nice. I was really happy to see to to have seen over the past couple seasons really a resurgence resurgence in Elizabeth Payton's market, as we've mm-hmm. seen a return to people that are really interested in 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 realism in their painting. She seems to have captured that zeitgeist in, in, in her market and uh, seeing a really nice $2 million result um, for a painting of Liam and Noel Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll see more of those come out of the woodwork. I mean, obviously, she's been collected by, you know, the the, the titans of, of, you know, private museum dumb uh, for forever. And I think that, you know, everyone else is getting wind of it. And, and you know, I'm an enormous fan. Yeah, I mean, we'll skip we'll skip over the Beeple shit just because I have nothing intelligent <laughs> to say, um, you know. But, you know, I thought what was interested is that um, some of these pictures, the uh, the um, the pictures generation pictures that are all from a single collection um, mm-hmm. that came up, including these three Cindy Shermans, like three iconic but not super early Cindy Shermans, but really three of the the They're the best ones. centerfolds. Yeah, I best mean, centerfolds. I mean, Abe Steinberger had an amazing eye, you know, mm-hmm. passionate collector for this field. You know, I think if it had come up, what, seven years ago, the results would have been very, very different. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just felt like it's sort of, you know, all of the paintings, whether it was Wool or Sherman, sort of limped along. And, you know, talking to anyone who's sort of well-versed in this world, I think, especially with the Shermans, it's it's sort of shocking to see how low these are going by comparison to what they would have been making, you know, uh, in the heyday. I mean, I think the three people who bought these were very smart and got three very good deals. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if they Absolutely. ended up, if it's been published, they ended up in with dealers or with, with end users, but they're just incredible, incredible pictures, and they, they looked good in, in the view. Um, Do we know why Abe decided to sell all his work right now? He's not getting divorced, is he? Yeah, I don't know. There's been some speculation in the group chat, but I can, nothing that I can say on the pod. <laughs> right. um, and, and not about that, to, to be clear. Um, but uh, yeah, it seemed pretty odd because it was a great collection and it didn't seem like there's a, you know, a, a real reason for it. Um, Kruger, there's definitely something happening in that market for Barbara Kruger. This picture didn't mm-hmm. do exceptionally well, but like that's one of those names I'm getting a ton of requests for. Like, what can really? we find? What's yeah, I think the there? museum show is yeah. definitely kind of helping out mm-hmm. with that. And we had kind of a main uh, sort of mania trying to find pictures, especially kind of in early points of lockdown. Everyone knew that this was happening and was were trying to sort of find whatever they could. And I think something also, I mean, maybe I'm being romantic, but there's something about an age where like really veracity and truth have really totally disappeared. I mean, her ability to use language so incisively mm. uh, to point, point out things about culture. Like, I wonder if there's something that makes them more resonant now, or maybe that's why the museum shows are happening. Because of that, and then the market drafts off those uh, off those curatorial choices. Yeah. Um, that's and, all. Anything else stand out to you, Locke, in the sale? Um, I thought it was kind of. I mean, to be honest, I mean, you know, there was some big results, obviously, for some for some 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 of the bigger things, uh, Boscout and whatnot. But you know, although it was you know everything kind of found buyers it felt relatively ho-hum um i wasn't in the room but it didn't feel like you know nothing felt like fireworks to me the first i mean the first few lots certainly were there were 25 lines on the nicholas party you know i mean it was exciting to be there but after that yeah it sort of limped along um you know the people price like was something but you know for most people in the room they didn't understand it they didn't get it they didn't really see why this was happening um so i think that kind of like Tweak the energy a little. Did bit. any lots garner applause? 
Uh, Maybe the people did very briefly. <laughs> and there had to have been an ironic applause if there was one, I yeah, would think. That quote that, was it Noah that did about like Oy. my life pre and post oh, yeah, people? Yeah. I was yeah. like, <laughs> Noah, let's go back to media training, buddy. You're a young bit. guy in 20 years, you might not want to look Noah at and I are that buds. <laughs> We have different approaches to NFTs, but we are friends, and uh, he, he loves the big quote, <laughs> you know. Like the guy loves the big my, quote. My, no, my 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 derision there is, is more about a protection of him more than anything <laughs> right. else. It wasn't it wasn't that wasn't that. But you know, there's nothing sort of you know, I things aimed, there's little things I noticed, but we'll move mm-hmm. on. I mean, just you see markets leaving. You see, Michelini mm-hmm. Thomas. It seemed like was about to keep going up, and like it seems like that stalled out because all of a sudden it's one of those artists that um, there's just, there's energy in the market, and then every single sale has a piece. You realize they're yeah. they're out there, and people the are chasing pushing them. them real hard through the Levy Gorvey Gallery. Um, all right, so that's enough for Christie's. Also, the Kenny Scharf made a big price. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time you saw something at that kind of level? I know. I mean, that, was, that was good to see. I, mean, I think his peers, you know. Kenny Scharf, you know, I haven't thought much about Kenny Scharf, but honestly, at the ADAA, there was a booth of his work, uh, some of it on uh, old discarded TVs that I thought was really great, uh, you know, at the, at the Tota Gallery booth. Um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a strong booth, a strong yeah. presentation of mm-hmm. his work. So, uh, yeah, Kenny Scharf, let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> Why not? All right, let's move on. Let's okay. move on to, to to really the for me, I think, and I think for a lot of people, the main event this of the season. Yeah. Uh, Linda and Harry years McElow. in the making. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the results of an acrimonious, to put it mildly, <laughs> divorce uh, that mm-hmm. included billboards and all sorts of public <laughs> recriminations. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so, I find it a little bit sad just because I know that this is a collection that Linda really put a lot I of know. a lot of care and effort into assembling, and they couldn't find a way to to come up with I an know. equitable distribution the of sad, assets. The so the thing is. Him. Um, Harry is going to be there with his new wife, and Linda is apparently not going to show up tonight. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't imagine so. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know them well, but I, I think it's a sad, a sad occasion for her. I mean, obviously. she did get to yeah. keep some of the work, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that of the 135 works in their collection, 65 are being sold. If I get those numbers right, so uh, she did get to keep a few things that, that that are very personal to her. So I have some thoughts on some of the younger artists that are coming up towards the end of the sale, but I wanted to open it up to Locke to yeah, feel like Locke, what what do we what are you what looking you forward to or interested in? What's your your take? I would just say what I found really interesting about the sale itself was the fact that we've been talking about this for two years now, mm-hmm. and I think some of it almost. Sort of like when you announce a painting too early, sometimes you get overhyped, and uh, there's a, a little bit of that happening. But at the same time, when you stand in the room, which feels a little bit overlit, um, <laughs> it is you know you can see the power of the pictures. I mean, they've got a great collection. They've had a great eye. Um, I was very intrigued that they're starting out with the Jeff Koons is the first lot. Um, just kind of. And, and not the most major Jeff Koons, I think yeah. we could all agree on. Exactly. But, I mean, I'm sure they've done it strategically. If it was, you know, my sale was putting together, that wouldn't have necessarily... My first thought is a first lot, because in a traditional sense, you want the first lot to set the tempo, and that tempo should be a lot of deep bidding. I'm sure that's going to happen tonight. I was just very surprised. And I do think they'll get a really strong depth of bidding on the Ryman, which is mm-hmm. lot two. Mm-hmm. It's a killer painting. Um and a nice conservative estimate on it, I would say, at one eight. Yeah, I mean, it's very, you know, these pictures are traditionally trading at much higher prices, and this is a good example of that. Um, 
I would say, you know, you can just literally go lot by lot. And I mean, it's, you yeah, know, no, I mean, it's we're, a murderer's we're really row of artists here. I mean, here, before but, we get into some of them more in depth, I do want to know, I think it's interesting and helpful. We, you know, prices for so many things have been going so crazy over the past two years, but we haven't, you know, it's been so hard to get people to sell things publicly at auctions. It's hard to get them to sell them yeah. privately. So we'll finally be engaging in some true price discovery on a right. couple of markets that I think will, will help give people reassurance, hopefully, in the prices they have paid. Uh, recently or, or, or will be willing to pay going forward. So I think it's very helpful to the market to finally have this infusion of really fresh, desirable material. And I think this is the time we need to see this because, you know, we've had successful auctions that have taken place. But I think in particular this season, both houses have assembled some incredible groups of works. And I think Macklow in particular is sort of, you know, it's the tip top. It's, you know, fresh works to the market, very much things that people are looking for. I would say it's a the the interesting thing i think we'll find tonight is that they have estimated them you know they've they've sold off most of the guarantees but mm -hmm. they've also estimated them at levels at which i feel are full so whether or not we're going to see a room selling over and over to, again to a you know the third party or if we're going to actually see some action um there's some you know looking at things like the Twombly, which you know for the last I don't know, six years every month, I feel like I get a request for a Twombly like this one mm -hmm. because it's just that impossible thing. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see who steps up to the plate and does want to go and pay, you know, a pretty significant price for, for something like this. But I think that's something that might have legs um, mm -hmm. to be able to sort of make, you know, a new punchy record because it's, it's a trophy, it's big, and it kind of speaks all languages. So, right. you know, whether you're, a billionaire in Mexico, China, America, Europe, you're going to want to buy that painting. Mm -hmm. It's as commercial as Twombly can possibly get. I yeah. Think. yeah. 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 I mean, I'm interested. I haven't seen it yet, but the, the, um, the Bryce Martin exhibition looks to be incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, up at, can only up, help. Uh, over at Larry's place in Chelsea. And this, this, this painting to Legere is, I think it looks stunning in the view. Um, but you know, I'm not sure if that, you know, this estimate is real, real tough. Um, I would think, uh, to get, that many that many people on i mean privately we've obviously sold works at the 20 plus range mm -hmm. um and you know looking at the primary works that you know larry had had in that opening show in london you know they were punchy prices so you know right. by comparison you'd expect this to be you know um within range but at the same time for some reason people look forward rather than backwards with martin sometimes so um, two sculptures that I love for sort of different reasons, but I think they are, there is an interrelation is the Giacometti uh, Lunez, which is just like incredible in the view. I mean, there's the detail in it. Um, that, could go, that could go a little nuts, I think. I, I think mean, that's going to be one that, I mean, again, we're at a price point at which it's a big number to start with. But, you know, uh, anytime you see one of these, you know, it's usually one of the first pictures or sculptures that they show in an exhibition. It's got such power to it. I, I, I absolutely love this. Yeah, work. listen, if you already have the boat, you've got the apartment on Billionaire's right. Row, you got the plane. I mean, you, this is something you're going to want to chase, exactly. I would think. This um, is what it's you, incredible. This is what you need. Um, possibly will be less chase after, but I just love it. Art, like as a piece of art, is this Jeff Koons Aqua Lung? I mean, yeah. this lifesaver, like cast out of metal. It's just like I just every time I see one so of these, cool. I just think they're absolutely incredible. I mean, I've had a, variations of this work in exhibitions I've, I've curated, and every time I see it, just the detail that he mm -hmm. applied to it, and I know he redid it over and over and over. Again. I mean, almost bankrupted him to do that sculpture, and it is 
uh, you know, arguably one of the best, and it was bought out of the original exhibition. So, yep. you know, it's it's for me that goes beyond kind of Coons. That is the ultimate to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. And, and you're true. When you look at it in the view, just the resolution in this casting is absolutely it's incredible. Totally um, but it doesn't have that kind of, you know, shiny, seamless character uh, of, of a balloon or, or one of those kind of, you know, later things. And I just like, I just think this is to die for. Mm-hmm. Likewise, I mean, I'm such a sculpture guy. <laughs> no, one should, no one should really hire me. This Gober is also like fucking to die the, for the to Gober me. Gober is amazing. And seems yeah. to it me, seems to me everything. at fucking like a $2 million bid, like no problem, like all day long. That feels cheap to me. I'm not sure if he has the global market that some of the other people we're talking about do. Um, but like, no, especially but, coming out of, you know, this was obviously made uh, in the, it, it, you know, in the heat of the, of, of the HIV AIDS crisis. And it's so much about the body and it breaking down about orifices, which for me has so much, um, resonance today in the moment we're coming out of with with COVID, um, I couldn't couldn't keep from returning to this over and over each time I visited some mm-hmm. place. I don't know what the Gober market is like, right? I mean, it's not really anything at the level of most of these artists, but I think that there are at least a few Gober collectors around the world who would love to have this work. Um, it's really spectacular when you see it in person. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he has a great show up right now at Matthew Marks, which. I would say one of the big ones, which we'll see tested this evening, is mm-hmm. the Rothko. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's again we've we've seen prices go above this, but I think to start out at seventy to seventy to ninety million dollars is a punchy level. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I feel like there is you know the show at Pace in London. Um, I mean, it was kind of crazy but the day sale painting that was estimated at two and a half to three and a half million made eight million yeah four hundred and eighty nine five it's like it's it's you know there is this i think there was kind of a question mark about rothko's market because great pictures kept coming up and then not necessarily performing at the levels we were expecting them to but i would say with something like this it's got a real strength through when you stand in front of it and again for any billionaire out there you gotta tick the box that you have a rothko in your collection so yep. yeah yeah but i agree i i would not be surprised if this is sells obviously because the, the the guarantee has been sold off i believe but uh, might be a little bit of a quiet uh uh i would i, I would guess if i were to put my money on it i yeah i i i feel like it's gonna i i don't think this is gonna have fireworks but you know, I'd love to be proven wrong. Listen, but, anything's yeah. possible. That's the fun about these things. Man. The one, yeah. the one that I think is going to have fireworks is the polka. Um, oh yeah. Frankly, it's one of the things. I, if I had my pick, that's the one I probably would take out of the wholesale. I mean, this this might be the best polka to ever come to auction. I mean, I think other than the jungle, um, oh, which made the world record price um, came up twice, uh, was in the Durkheim collection. Um, I would say this is definitely one of those. You know, it's there's so few of these you know, really top level raster builds in private hands. And this is definitely one of those because it's got this real gritty quality to it. It's, it's pretty, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a little unformed, which I love. And you really have to kind of dig through it. And it's just got so many layers. Uh, It's, it's, I mean, I love this picture, but I feel like it's a real connoisseur's picture. Do you think that there's going to be a depth of bidding? I do. I think there's people, this is going to transcend the general polka market. And I think people who wouldn't necessarily have, you know, asked their advisor to go find them a polka, they'll see this, and this is something they want to have. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, there are, you know, they tucked a couple of names that I have always been a big fan of, younger names towards the end of the sale, um, and a couple of names that really haven't been that well represented in evening sales recently, specifically this great Wade Guyton Flaming You uh, that I think is to die for. I was definitely selling pictures at this scale in excess of $3 million not that long ago, uh, probably three and a half or so was the going price for these. It looks awesome in the view. Yeah. I just really want it. I wish I, I wish I had the, the one too. I can't imagine there's going to be a ton of action on it. It feels like his market never really, it, 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 it got in mid stride and then sort of dissipated a little bit. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I don't think Inigo's involvement necessarily helped. Uh, nope. No, no. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the secret that no one mentions in the, in the single into a degree, the wool, the wool discourse as well. People yeah, mention yeah. it sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, and I don't think Inigo was that involved, but I like this Talba Auerbach fold. Oh, yeah. Like this is, so the, this is the penultimate Talba Auerbach. And again, this is at the lowest, is one third of what these were trading for uh you know five years ago completely mm-hmm. and it looks great in there and like I, I i took some people just kind of friends uh, through the view with me and they're like wow i've never actually seen one of these like in yeah. person like it's a great great thing and i hope that kind of reset i mean resets a bit of her market because this is ultimately one of the best pictures i've seen from the fold series coming up yeah. and i do think they've put at least for once i think within the the grouping kind of a come get me estimate on it so. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i noticed that this, this they haven't as of right now it looks like Gotten, there's no irrevocable bid uh, here. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's discuss what, after the pod. What's, fun, what's <laughs> funny? A little bit of the thing. So Sotheby's has been sending out updates to journalists, and they haven't sent the list of IBs yet because they said they're going to send it right before the sale. So they might be trying to get some last minute ones. Oh yes, they certainly oh, are. They always do. I, you mm-hmm. can see the I've scramble. Done it on, I've done it. I've done it when I was a specialist at, at, at Phillips. I was on the phone bank and I have people wander over to me and just do sh- handshake deals and then, yeah. you know, send an email through and, mm-hmm. and you know, send a note to the roster well, and to the tick, auctionary. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tocks. Okay. So that's enough for the Macalow. I think it'll be very mm-hmm. interesting. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to follow along. I'm uh, laying, laying, I'm in really my, laying in my bed on the iPad pad this evening um you know i do i, I miss i kind of miss the energy this is gonna be a nice tight quick sale i think quickish compared think so. to christie's yeah. um but uh but still i haven't i haven't been having any fomo and haven't decided to get I tickets know. for any of the sales yet. i'll be there but i also made dinner plans after so yeah, of course if 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 if, if the wheels that are now turning in my head via that that towel <laughs> to fruition, I, I may have to be there. Yeah, so I'll exactly. see so you guys. I didn't, I didn't dress for it, but anyway, um, I think you look just, great. Yeah, on. we just real quickly. Let's go through um, uh, the. Let's pick a couple things uh, from the modern and contemporary. Yeah. If you have anything, uh, I've been so Locke. focused on Macla that I haven't really. Yeah, yeah, dived I, as well. But I'm I mean, Lock, if you have anything, I love the Calder the. Really large scale culture. Oh, that's fucking amazing! I love the way they hung it in the view, so it's really mm-hmm. at eye level, not hanging, you know, way high up. In the I did ceiling. love that. Yeah. You kind really of can be interact with it. Sense yeah. of the body with it, which is yeah. what sculpture has always been about in many ways, or classical sculpture. So I think that was an interesting choice. Um, I also think the uh, soulage from sixty one. It's it's interesting because it doesn't read very well in the images, but when you stand in front of it, it's just got such a great energy. But that's sort of my more mm-hmm. European side. Um, I, I'm curious how the Callow is going to do, given the fact that there's been these, you know, there was that kind of secret auction mm-hmm. that they did recently. Yeah. Made a huge price. And I, I don't know. I didn't realize how small it was until I saw it in prison. It's very tiny. I mean, it's interesting. I just, I forgot that I wanted to mention this, that they're, I haven't seen this very often. They're opening and closing the sale with the same artist, uh, lot one and lot, uh, 
35, I guess. Um, Rose Bearden. Bearden, yeah. <laughs> Just kind of an interesting choice. Yeah. You know, it's smart. Cool. I think there'll be a pop for both of them. I love this Charles White, but there was a piece in the Christie's uh, Day Sale that did not perform exceptionally well. I mean, it, it sold, but towards the low. But it's a great piece, uh, and, you know, someone who was so important to so many artists that came after him. Um, I love this and I love the Gilliam. A lot of good stuff. And I have to say, mm-hmm. in 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 the in the the modern sale, there's not much I've gone into in depth except for this incredible Norman Lewis. Again, uh, he was a very influential and important artist in the Harlem scene. A really great picture, Snow in the City, that was a really transitional piece for him. Yeah, um, totally. I, I thought it looked fantastic. Um, and obviously, the Frida Kahlo is like incredible and dark. And yeah, like, I mean, like, it's it's insane. really good. And it's just you can't you know. A, you can't find these paintings. Uh, anything that's in Mexico can't come out of Mexico. So you know you're you're sort of left with a very small handful of pictures that are in private hands, and this is one of them. And you know I think there's going to be a serious depth of bidding on that picture. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not guaranteed. There's no third. Well, at the moment, I should say there's no third party. <laughs> um, but it'll be interesting. I think it's more probably the owners have some yeah, but if you're crazy the, enhanced hammer. And yeah, if the you're point? the consigner, I don't think I would take a guarantee at this on this point. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of buzz around the picture. I'm, oh, I want totally. to take the full upside. I don't want to yeah. give anything away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, that's it. That's it for me. I mean, it's exciting. It's good to be everyone back in New York. It's good to be. Did you, you know, want to talk about, oops, oh, sorry, the contemporary? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suppose I should. I mean, that's where I live, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Where am I? This is the the Thursday sale. The Thursday sale, mm-hmm. contemporary evening auction. I mean, I again, I what's that? Cecily Brown, I thought was spectacular, but I don't know if that's really one of the big fireworks of the, of the sale. Yeah, it's a, it's a, there's, a, there's a couple. It's a strange one. Um, Lichtenstein is okay, but I don't I die love, for it. It's it's one of those weird. Um, I like to say nerd, but like this kind of picture to me is just, I've always coveted the mirror paintings and when you stand in front of it, it's just got such a nice presence, but Mm -hmm. it's not everyone's picture. But for me, I think it's a really strong example. I think the Christopher wool that they've got again, we had disappointing results for Steinberger's painting, which is comparable, but I think this one in particular is a really strong painting. Mm -hmm. The Gustin, I would suspect is going to do very well. I, got, I really, really like this Gustin in the view uh, a lot, uh, just because you get the, it's it's a little bit, it's super loosey-goosey. It's yeah. not real controlled, and I like that. You've got the hooded figures. You've got all these things that are kind of those great tropes that you want in a picture like this. You've got Maclow's, which is coming up before with a much higher estimate, and I think this should hopefully kind of catch those tailwinds and be mm-hmm. able to you know mm-hmm. go well. Um. I didn't realize how many Lichtensteins there are in this sale. Yeah, because you've got <laughs> Quite a few. Kramer's as um, well, which is really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's this. There's also the Now auction, which I think is going to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, excuse me. That that that's where I, where I really. So like the, the Now auction, where where I really live, like yeah. right here. Yeah, I mean, all of these, I think, will sort of the the opening lots will just blow up. I think they they must have a. a I love the Shuta. Oh, the Shuta looks awesome. Shuta is awesome. Gross, in the I guess, view. Yeah. Um. I mean, everything down, most of it's hung in this one little room, and it looks amazing. That's not a very little room. Well, yeah, a grand room. Um, <laughs> I love this Nara, and I'm not yeah, generally yeah, yeah. like, but like, there's something so dark. So like sinister, the, it just, yeah. yeah. so sinister. This little girl with the knife and these kind of, this slash of a, this red, angry slash of a mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, it's interesting seeing kind of Aaron and Boss coming back as a, I don't know, it was sort of felt like 
this hotness in 2006, seven, and then all of a sudden it's kind of had this real pushback into the market. Um, I have, I think someone at least twice a day ask me really? who Flora Yukonovich We had is. some theories. I, I, I still don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> we I had mean, some theories. Uh, right? Didn't we say that she was like a plant or something? Uh, yeah, but I think we were just talking out our ass. I mean, you know, clearly there's... I mean, she shows with Paraffin, which is a great small gallery in London. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's in her late 20s. Um, I don't know if she's got any museum shows behind no. her, but it's People like... People love these, though. They, they're like... It's yeah. like Cecily Light. I don't know. It's just for <laughs> me, you know, spending $3 million on a painting by an artist in their 20s. <laughs> yeah. Well, be my guest. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, it's huge. I, I have nothing. I don't have that much good to say. But it's, it's an attractive looking thing. It's fine. Nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I like, but don't love Laura Owens, but we just haven't had a great Laura Owens True. come up for sale uh, at all. Um, this one's okay. This it, one's just okay. Though. Yeah. I mean, I love Laura Owens, but like you know, this was not the level of you know the, her Whitney show a few years back. You know, if if one, if one of, if like one of those A level pictures from the Whitney show, like Jill and Peter Krause's, were to ever come mm-hmm. up, I mean, that's a five million dollar picture today. I would think without a problem. Yeah, I mean, I think th- so. th- this yeah. simply just won't be estimated mm-hmm. eight hundred to one two, and I don't know, maybe someone will pay two two and a half for it. Um, mm-hmm. Three would be my upper upper limit. Uh, it just doesn't have the impasto that you're looking for in the really great Laura Owens that yeah. I've seen. I'm interested to see how this Christina Quarles does. I think you know. In the last year, she was picked up by Hauser. Um, I think I've seen a lot of great pictures of hers in private collections. I saw um, one in Dallas the other day that was quite excellent. Uh, and I saw one in Miami last December that I thought was really good, too, uh, in private hands. So I'm just wondering to see if the market is there on the auction level. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested, obviously. Uh, I think the Rashid, which is really big and really beautiful, I think this will do well, um, although it's not a painting. It's a it's one of these great Sometimes. works on top. But, but, it is a, but it actually is a painting, but I think it's hard for people to wrap their head around it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll see it push past the price that was set at Christie's the other day, um, but it's a... Uh, Everyone that walks into that room, I think, is pretty, pretty oh, yeah. captured oh, yeah. by it's, it. It's, it's a really strong picture. I mean, um, and, uh, yeah. I saw another quite good Rashid a few days ago, I think you recall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ours, this, uh, is, this is on that level. Yeah, this, ours is a little bit smaller than this one, yeah, uh, but I think true. a little bit easier to live with because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, both, both top, top, top level yeah, Rashid Yeah, we, we didn't pay 700 to 900 estimate on it, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all right, I suppose, you know, just because I, I get a lot of sl- uh, flack, I got to find where I put the Philips uh, window on the oh, browser Phillips, here. Oh, right. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh God! Where is it? Here? I, I I'm Does not it... going to make it to the sale on on Wednesday. Last. Oh, Nate! Really? No. Wow! I I have to go to a, an opening at at my favorite gallery in New York City, Fifty Six Henry. Um, Sorry, <laughs> Ellie over over. Okay, few. I, I found the it. Leonids. I was about to feel bad. Uh, we'll just go through the evening sale real quick. Again, they they front the problem. I feel not bad, but the, you know, Phillips was so good. Um, at beginning to find these artist markets before they hit, yeah. but the other and, and putting them in evening sale artists in the evening sales for the first time. But Christie's and Sotheby's, really led by Sotheby's over the past four years, has really begun to do the exact same thing. So it takes some of the wind out of the sales. Mm-hmm. The fun part about Phillips used to be the first three to four lots uh, or three to five lots, you'd see you know artists that had never been at auction before kind of pop up. And they it was still kind of awesome. sort of have that in the afternoon sale. I, I remember we on the group chat we were sort of talking through the first six lots. Well, I didn't know I didn't know any of those artists. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Lots. 
<laughs> you know, like 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 the, I think that film still does that, but it's just kind of all the action. Um, they do have a really it. nice uh, Georgia O'Keeffe. Um, uh, I haven't seen the the view as of yet, um, but I guess you know the really the special thing from them is uh, and where did they put it in the sale? It can't be this far down. I assume the. Um Pettibon isn't from your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, def- I definitely triple checked that uh, when I saw that it was in the sale. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think everyone did. Will be interesting to see if um, if that market has been a little, you know, if if, if that provides enough people kind of tre- being trepidatious uh, about his work in general I, to push down the prices. I kind of assumed that it wouldn't have any impact because people just love these waves so much, and like you know, there are legit ones out there. It's like you know, yeah. I don't think you should be concerned. Um, but we'll see if that has any effect. Um, so yeah, this Francis Bacon though is certainly mm-hmm. the most special thing in the Phillips sale. Pretty, um, pretty uh, special picture for them to have captured at a thirty-five to forty-five Gotta love a pope. million estimate. Bacon popes, but man. you know, as was pointed out to me just mere moments ago, the uh, it's got a weird <laughs> smile on the face. You oh yeah, you weren't kidding, Locke. Yeah, it's slightly off-putting to me. I mean, listen, You're it's, all it's off-putting. A, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a bacon pope, but I he looks happy, whereas I want him to be. <laughs> scary yeah. and depressed and mm-hmm. do you know what, do you know the significance of these owls it's, it's titled pope with owls and these owls kind of perched on the uh, on the pope's chair uh, above him i don't know what that's about um and it is traded listen it's been the same it's been owned by the same person since 1986 we so don't know who fresh. It? do we we do but i'm not gonna mention it okay but, but anyway i think you it was can't that. know Pod listeners. Um, but uh, I, I was also, we were discussing the last time um, Phillips had a Francis Bacon in their sale, which was, I think it was the most expensive work they had had at auction. Probably. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was middle of bidding and we didn't know what happened, but one of the poor assistants had sort of... Kylie, who was yeah. pregnant at the time, yeah. I think that was her name, if I remember correctly, passed out. And fainted. Yeah. In the middle of the, the lot. In the middle of the lot. And it was the most confusing, crazy thing I've ever seen in an auction. <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine how the Leonids felt about that in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope there's nothing similar during this. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. We hope for everybody's safety. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a reputable sale. It's, it's totally, you know, yeah. No, yeah. No. You know, um... I don't know. I need to make it up there and see it. I, have you seen their new showroom yet, Locke? I have not seen it yet. I'm going at some point. I think I'm going to go actually after this. So. Oh, fun. Uh, but the Hammonds, I think, is my favorite thing. Uh, yeah, it's from the whole group. It's beautiful. Um, that, to me, just seems like a bit of a standout. And I love the small rhyme that they've got as well, too. The smaller one. Yeah, yeah. And is the wool, is that Kenny's? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's yeah, yes, public. It's been public knowledge, and actually, I mean, I'm just a fan of the memory wares in general by Mike Kelly, and this is a, a pretty awesome one. But that market just like it, it never had the oxygen infusion that it needed. But Another of our uh, Inigo. Yeah, 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 and also you know, Inigo. God darn you! He's, um, he's about to uh, work out a plea deal. Yeah. Um, Good for him. That's about it. Have you had any good meals since you've been in yeah, New York? Yeah, I want to know where. Where do you want to eat and drink while you're here? I it's been two leave years. it to you. You gave me a nice list for one of I my did, clients. I did give Thank you, you yeah, that. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can use that list too. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, what was on my, I mean, <laughs> I think I, 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 I split it into awesome restaurants where the food is fucking sweet and then atmosphere. just atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the food restaurants were Altro, Frenchette, and Servos, and Wild Air. Those are my favorite, like, Foodie, whatever destinations with yeah, all those are pretty yeah. standard yeah. standard choices. Awesome, so good. And then for atmosphere, I, I said the Odeon, Lucien, and Doctor Clark, which are all just super fun. Yeah. And you know, 
Like I go there often, even though I'm sick of the food at all. Times. Uh, listen, I, I could I could have a burger at Lucien right now and be pretty yeah, happy. I'm I starving, know. and with that, actually, we got to close this down. I got to eat something. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, guys. Lock. Thank you so much, back. Lock. We'll definitely yeah. have you're back. in town in New York City. Happy to be here. Good to have you in person, buddy. Motivate. Out. Out.